We are out here again. Hello. In St. <laughs> so today we are going to do a band called The Red Walls. The Red Walls. One word. One word. Although it gets, it gets broken up into two a lot online, walls. I saw. Gosh, that, that sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ours breaking is up? just autocorrect breaking us up. Video keys. Maybe it's them too. Like maybe when people type them, it's autocorrect. I was actually, I was just reading an interview with one of the members of the Red Walls and they were, I mean, we'll get into their background, but they originally had a different name, the Pages and, uh, and the interview was like, how'd you come up with the Red Walls? And the answer was literally like... <laughs> We just mashed two words together that sounded cool. Dude, that's like us. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's it was just like, like us. Red it makes me think of The Shining for some reason. I think it's just because I watched it recently. Red Rum. Red Rum. And then there's yeah. Red Rum. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the, yeah, it's a very visual movie. Yeah, the red walls. I'm not. I always think of the red wall books about like the well, animals. They, that they bring that up. No, they don't. They do. Um, they're asking um, about the Red Wall's name. And then he says, it has nothing to do with the children's the Brian books about, about warrior mice. And he yeah, says, no, mice. but people really think that. It yeah, he said be. His quote is, we just kind of stuck two words together, something that would draw some images to our minds. It's just a name. We just like red walls, okay? We like walls that are <laughs> red. Um, so <laughs> Who's Andrew Langer? <laughs> he's the... Um, because he's, he's not the what are they the Lauren Lauren wait Baron Andrew Baron. Langer I believe is a the guitar Baron player brothers yeah so this band is fun <clears throat> because just like us just like us two dudes nope <laughs> <laughs> nope that's not where I was going with it uh, just like us they're <laughs> siblings uh, so Logan Baron and Justin Baron started this band when they were it's it's <sighs> painful to to read this history because they were they were so damn young um they were like 15 and 15 and 16 or 13 and 15 when they started uh playing together well i was Um, like i was like 15 when i started playing music 14 or 15 yeah if only we'd have started radio keys at that time we could have been a successful we would have been flamed out by now so they got yeah it looks like um yeah, they say, um, so when they interviewed Justin, he says, they said, when did you start playing together? And he says, must have been when I was 13 and Logan was 15, where we'd get together and make recordings and sing. And they actually started off as a cover band, it sounds like, straight yeah. out of high school. They yeah. were doing like a, a British Invasion style covers. I, they don't say well, the specifically. The point was they're, they're siblings, right? They're brothers. They're siblings, yeah. yeah. They're, That's they're, like us. They're brothers. Not, like us. Except yeah, just that. like us. We're brother and sister, um, oh, but so that's kind of cool. And they and and they also have had like a revolving, maybe not d- dramatically revolving, but they have had super dramatic different uh, <laughs> different members uh, come in and out. And they and they always say they're like, well, the heart of it is is you know Justin and Logan. the Baron brothers, the Baron brothers. Sounds like a jeweler. I thought this band was British until. Today, (laughs) it's because they do that. They do that reverse British invasion shit, where instead of singing like an American, they sing like they're they're a British invasion. Because like you listen to Paul McCartney sing, and it's like. I don't hear the accent, but you listen to these guys singing. It's like, oh, they're definitely British. And then they talk in an interview and they're like from Chicago. Yeah. So it's like, wait, 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 wait. From Illinois. Yeah. They're, I think they're from some suburb of Chicago. Like, I can't remember. I looked it up here. I'll look it up again. Sh- suburb of, Sh- of Chicago. Deerfield. They're from Deerfield? Yeah, wherever the hell that is. is. That Let's place? look it up. Okay. 
Ooh, that is way up there near Canada. There's only 18,000 people in Deerfield, according to a census in 2010. So how did, so let's back up. How did we find these guys? The Red Walls. Ooh. It was a long time ago. This was a, we were in high school. It was 2004, 2005. Because their first album came out in 2003. Their next album came out in 2005 and then 2007. I think it was pretty. Well, this was when I was like. Yeah, 2003, 2005, 2007, and then nothing. So that this was, 11 was when years I was ago. like swan diving into retro rock, garage rock music. So I probably just saw their name and saw that they dress in that like mod rock style, like from the yeah. 60s. I'm like, oh, these guys are mod rockers. They're like, so, like the Red Walls. They're a the band. And when I think I'm going to check them out. Because that was like when you used to go to uh, Rasputin Records. I was and just going to say, and, and they like have scan like, CDs and like listen to and them, listen and you're to like, them. yum or yuck on them, you know? Yes. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> when, I, when I think about finding a band now, it's like, oh, I was really, really deep, deep into Spotify or like YouTube, mostly Spotify. I don't use YouTube. It was a lot, like no YouTube back then, really. Yeah. But, but back then, like when we found a band, it was because you go to Rasputin or Amoeba. And you like yep. leaf through CDs and you like find a cool title or a yeah. cool name. And then there's those little pods with like headphones yeah. and you like scan it. And I remember at Rasputin, there was a whole indie section and it was just called indie and it was independent. I'm sure. I mean, doesn't Berkeley still have Rasputin? Is it still like um, that over there? I haven't been out that way forever. I haven't been to it in a long time. I don't know if they still have those little uh, like listening stations they yeah. might i they were so cool that is so old school and i remember i remember uh the indie sign at the i think it was a concord Rasputin had like a little sign it was like indie music and then it said on the bottom it was like modest mouse and the shins have been signed so now they're in rock or whatever like it was like if you were looking for those bands they've already been signed so their whole indie section was like was literally, like has literally been indie literally, literally <laughs> indie music independent they don't have it yeah they don't have a, yeah. Yeah. It's well, funny how indie, quote unquote, became like a genre when it's not really a genre. Am I it's wrong? It's just, I mean, I think it was born of bands like The Shins. Like The Shins and bands mouth. that were popular despite not having major label backing, which was almost unheard of back in the day because there was no internet to like spread it so easily you yeah, know and you have now, to go to the pod at the raspberry yeah yeah all you have is the <laughs> or you go to live shows i don't i don't know yeah, that's live probably shows, more how you do it yeah yeah it's like an organic way of growing your band where you just have word of mouth and word of mouth yeah you don't have like this label pushing you like um they uh the red walls got signed to Capitol records oh shit and um they got all this backing because they were like Capitol was like this is going to be our strokes or our you know jet or whatever well that's who was around right then because their yeah. first release is what 2003 2001 is is this it i believe the strokes album came yeah. out and uh well is this it i always remember i got it for christmas on, in 2001 right and uh i remember that it's that year because they i got it right after 9 11 and they right. used to have and if you look at the european release <clears throat> excuse me i'm just coming over a cold um, if you look at the universal uh, the, European oh release, the European release, it has a different song on it. It has I know New York say, City cops yeah. on it, which is talking shit about New York City cops because they aren't so smart. Well, and the Strokes are from New York. Yeah, they're from, they're New, from York like City. New York City. So, so they, that's of their, course, it would yeah. be in poor taste to put New York City cops. They aren't too smart. Like yeah. three months, New like York City after. Cops. 
9-11 happened. Man, I'm struggling over here. Yeah. they And so they replaced it with uh, Take It or um, Take It or Leave It, I think, is the last track. Yeah. Take yeah. It or Leave It, I think, is the last But the vinyl, track. I think, has New York City cops. I don't think they changed the vinyl. I think it was too late. Oh, yeah. Like, well, <laughs> yep. these things are made of wax or yeah, whatever. We're not throwing <laughs> they're just all gonna these shatter, away. They're going to shatter all of them in the streets. <laughs> and then light like, them on fire. <laughs> Like just so <laughs> extra about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were they were brought in to Capitol Records yeah. to to be that type of band, and um, they didn't sell shit on Capitol Records. They, really? Yeah, they sold fifty thousand albums of De Nova with the Capitol Records. You know, release. you said that to me earlier, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds good." Yeah, like, I would be so fired <laughs> up if like, Radio Keys sold fifty thousand so copies of. Anything, anything, literally anything yeah. that we've made. Yeah. Um, it sounds like a lot to me, but you're right. It's not in the grand scheme. It's it's really not 50000 Well, not for Capitol Records. They're like, child, please, but better have my money. Yeah. Or whatever they say That's in what Capitol they... Records. <laughs> you smashed together those two uh, song lyrics really beautifully. It's like a... Anyway. <laughs> That's what Capitol Records does, no, right? No, Stuart's just a closet <laughs> Rihanna fan. That's all it is. Um, respect. Anyway, so they didn't do that well, and um, they ended up getting the boot because I think uh, Capitol merged with another label, and they started trimming the fat, so to speak, and uh, the, the Red Walls got dropped. But De Nova was the album that oh. came out of it. That was the one album that they recorded, and they had an option for a second album. And uh, Capitol Records picked up the option before they cut them. So they're contractually, oh, so Capitol Records was contractually obligated to record a second album for them, or a third album in the grand scheme of things. Uh, so that's where the Redwall self titled came from. Uh, and it's, it's fun, <clears throat> it's good. We. We'll get we'll, we'll get, to we'll get it, more but, to the raw but, the rawness um, of that. And album. I know that I was just reading that after um De Nova, they were hand picked by a little band called Oasis to open for their UK tour. That's another band just like us. Into, a bunch of brothers. Just, yeah, just, yeah. We just punch each other in the face yeah. on stage all the time. Um, we've never done that to no, each other. Not, no, not not yet. We've never had any altercation on stage? No, like, not on stage. Not even like, not even like, not on stage. <laughs> no, but That's I think so it's so classless. You have like thirty thousand people oh, watching you, and you're so, like gonna throw a like a. It's a tantrum. It's a straight tantrum. It's a and mental. I think it's a mental illness in a way. I honestly love Oasis so much. Oh yeah, but no hate. No the hate. The fact that Oasis. they like will like be playing a stadium, and one of them will like be like. What are they angry about? What what happened? What happened since they got off stage that they're like, I'm know. going off stage? Know. It's like, what did you, what what? I'm sure we could Google it. Yeah, do I'll, we ever I, talk on stage? Do we like have a conversation minute. on stage? We Why do not. is Oasis so mad? <laughs> Why are they so angry at each other all the time? I've seen videos of them like playing a song, and one of them will turn to the other one and give him the like the death stare, and then he'll just walk off stage, and I'm like, what happened? Dude, there's too what many. What are they there's doing? A, <laughs> there's too many things that they're mad about. There's they're mad. There's about literally something. an article on Rolling Stone called "101 Things Noel Gallagher Has Been Mad At." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rolling Stone, you so yeah. petty. I love it. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, no Oasis, and of course the next question is why are they so popular? It's like 
What kind of question is that? Because they're amazing. Why are they so popular? It's like, why is anything popular? It's because people identify with it and they like it. I listen to that album and it's it's insane. Any of their albums. I still listen to that album. And every time I... You're you're talking about What's the Story Morning Glory. What's the Story Morning Glory. And like, obviously everybody knows fucking Wonderwall, but the... What? Which one? (laughs) (laughs) I don't have... I haven't heard of Wonderwall. Do you know? What is... How's it go? I'm not going to sing it. Um, I've only seen it at like every house party I've ever been to. Oh, like God. some dude <laughs> pulls out the guitar, starts playing it. Oh, God. And I'm just like, God damn it, dude. You're like, that could be me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why didn't I think what of are that? What the chords to that? I know Wonderwall. <laughs> and oh. anyway, there's some songs on there that like roll with it. Um, she's electric. There's some really fun ones. They're still on my running. I like roll with it a lot. They're still on my running playlist. I listen to them all the time. And, and the song that I used to so cover good. all the time, Don't, uh, look, don't look Back, back in, anger. in Anger. Yeah. I used to cover that acoustic back in the day. Champagne Supernova is great. That's a great fucking song. We did that with uh, the guys from Rossmore at Mountain Vibe, right? Not on stage, like behind the scenes. I think they were playing yes. Champagne Supernova. Aww. I walked up. I like Tom and I arrived to Mountain Vibe and he like ATV'd me or whatever to where you guys were. Of course. And uh, and you guys were just, everyone was in a circle, just all singing Champagne Supernova. Just completely sober. Just yeah. so, <laughs> so everyone clear-minded. Fully sober. No, we well, were. There was a lot of love in the air. Having a lot very, of fun. It was fun. And everybody, I do remember everybody that now. knows those I remember songs. That now. Everybody yeah. knows those songs. Oh, you play. I think what happened was Patrick played it and sang it and then i was just like i gotta sing this song too sorry patrick like <laughs> you globbed onto that no, i globbed <laughs> on yeah i was like i know all the lyrics no he was into it <laughs> we were all into it it was fun somebody was playing a oh not a harp well, it's a weird some strange instrument i can't remember there's always strange instruments there was a violin i remember that but anyway it's, wow it's, i do not remember that that is oh, so much more than what i remember that's i mm, uh, yeah, I, I believe there was a violin. There was about yeah. 10 people in a circle, so there was a lot going on. But but yeah, the Red Walls, they <laughs> opened for Oasis. Is yeah, what, that's what where we were, we're saying. going. And uh, yeah. also siblings. And, and Oasis did handpick them. They heard their album, and they were like, we want these guys to open for us. Yeah, because that album was... Yeah. So there's, I like opened up this article about Danova, mm-hmm. and it's like the aftermath. It's like the rubble and the burning wreckage after they got canned from Capitol. Interesting. And this fucking blogger, it's the best album this now. fucking blogger is like, he calls it like a disaster. I God, I wish I could find the article I was reading earlier. I don't earlier. even want to quote him. He sounds real angry. Oh man, no, I want to call his ass out. Like it is so <laughs> stupid. His name is Miles Raymer. I feel like we should play something off this album just to show. Yeah, I mean, sort of how like give you a sample of what this album sounds like and how good it is and then have this idea of this guy being like this is a travesty like yeah it's it's brutal here um emily let's do robinson caruso real quick yeah definitely let's just do the first song off their Uh, second album yeah we'll play it for you and you'll be like that guy was 100% right, and Radio Keys are stupid as hell. <laughs> You're like, this is awful. <laughs> no, it's so fun. It's, it's the rock. worst song it's I've ever heard. It's straight rock and roll. Yeah. It's straight rock and roll. All right, yeah. so this one is, is this a, this is the first song this off of This is the first Danova. track on, now you're making me self-conscious, but I'm like, it's 99. Danova. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so this is the first song off their sophomore album, 2003. It's, it's technically, I think they're, 
debut album because the the other album that they have universal blues was like the demo they sent to capitol records and they like oh, re-recorded a lot if, of them yeah and it's on yeah and we'll play some stuff off there too because there's definitely some stuff on universal blues that is on de nova but it's re-recorded so i think you're right i think universal blues was like hey here's all our rough shit and then de nova was like they're they're cure um and they're like you dress like mods we need to sign you immediately they're totally dressed like mods yeah. they have their little kind of mullets almost mullets but then they oh they yeah. look good they look good. they look good they, they look like good. their wingtip boots well i guess you can't have wingtip boots but they, they definitely have, have boots they have cowboy every boots every single one of them has bangs that guy on the right <laughs> is looking real scarfy is he wearing a scarf they're also like 18 here they're like okay, babies I well in okay. 2003 Five, sorry, they're actually a little older, but their first album, they were like Anyway, 18. this is one of my favorite songs to sing to in the car. And it's about Robinson Caruso. Yeah. <laughs> it's called yeah. Robinson Caruso.
so Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> so we always false start. Like we'll play it, and then like another song will pop up, and then we have to like edit it Scramble. out. And we're like, oh, yeah, we're just, we're just, we're really here. good at this podcasting so thing. We've done podcast. three episodes. Yeah, we've had, you know, we've actually had some positive feedback. We've had yeah. like a full like twelve downloads. Really? Yeah. Someone's listening to it. I think it's our mom and our brother. No, our parents don't listen to this shit. <laughs> no fucking way. Okay. No I fucking know. way. It might, our... be, it might be some Swedish people. Oh, gosh. We have so many fans over there. Yeah. yeah. We were pretty big in Sweden. <laughs> have you guys heard about this? Best people have you in heard the world. Best people in the world. No, our mom has a Swedish family. She was an exchange student there when she was a young high school pup. and She actually did her senior year twice. She she finished high school in... What? Uh, yeah, you didn't know this? She, she finished got high school back? in... No. <laughs> <laughs> she graduated high school in uh, Concord, and then she did like a year in Sweden as like a senior again is my understanding. She's going to listen to this and be like, that's not right at all. But I'm pretty sure it was like, cause she was in a Swedish high school. And so she met a bunch of friends there. She learned Swedish. She's amazing at Swedish. It's she like, is. She's trilingual. And you know, that's tragedies always happen when she's in Sweden. Did you know that? Well, now we're just being, what? That's sad. I don't like that. No, no I know. I she told like me that. this though. Oh, she said that. Yeah, she said this. That's very, that's almost Hansi yeah. philo- philosophical. Yeah. yeah. What she said was, so when I got in my car accident way back in 2008, was it? 2008? Mm, yeah, something like that. I was 20 2009, maybe. It might have been 2007 even. I but think it was anyway. before t- I met Tom. So it's neither here nor there. Like I was young. I was 20, 21, something like that. And I was coming back from Paso Robles with my cousin, Matt. And we were, you know what? It's been long enough. I was uh, basically road raging with this guy, which is not cool. And you should never do it. Um but he was being a dick and he was like tailgating the shit out of me and he wouldn't go around me like he wanted me to pull over for him like yeah. he refused to go around me and then i was like and then eventually it got to a point where i was like well if you're not going to go around me then i'm not going to let you around me so then if he had a chance to I go think around we've all me done this yeah like i would it's... like speed up so he couldn't go around me and then slow oh, down again kinda, like yeah, yeah being a dick uh, like <laughs> I was, how old were you again <laughs> I was 20, I think. Yeah. And like he was being a dick and then I like doubled down on the dictitude like level. And uh, basically, eventually a guy behind the guy behind me who was being a dick, like finally just trumped me and was like, screw you and went past me on the. Uh, shoulder m- on the median in the dirt. There was no shoulder. It was like oh, the dirt median on 101 by uh um Hollister like yeah. around there it's like a two lane and then and then I got kind of I was like oh well I'm not really trying to go that deep into it you know so I kind of backed off at that point and let him fly off and then uh another car behind us who I did not realize I was agitating came up on the right to pass me oh. and this guy decided to teach me a lesson so he cut me off Shit. and brake checked me. And I was about to rear end him because he brake checked me hard. I, there was no, I slammed on my brakes. I was going to like fly right into his bumper. He went from like 75 
to dead stop. Like that's terrifying. Yeah, that's in my a, biggest fear. It's like a brand new Mercedes. Because like, everybody on the freeway he is was, like th- those brakes were working, going the same speed, and we're all going really fast. And if somebody well, just stops, yeah. that's terrifying. So yeah, I, I, I slammed that. on the brakes. I was skidding into his bumper fast because I was in like an '85 uh, Nissan 300Z, and um, I was about to rear end him, and so I didn't really know what else to do, and I jerked the wheel to the right. Yeah, just. And I started fishtailing into the other lane. Yeah. And I must have hit something because the front end of my, I felt the front left end of my tire go like flat and it went and just like flipped over the back. Yeah. So I landed upside down and then, and then flipped back side up. It's amazing. You survived that, that car accident, yeah. honestly. I, I saw the car and I was just like, holy shit. Got squished to hell. Um, yeah, but yeah, that happened when mom was in Sweden and I probably should have died. Like, to be honest, um, I, uh, I remember we weren't supposed to, yeah, like tell her and yeah. I, dad called me, uh, I was in Berkeley with some friends and I had the car and we had, why did we have such a scarcity of cars? I don't know, but <laughs> I guess, uh, you had your car and I had the Camry and maybe mom was at school or something. I don't know, but yeah. I was, I was with some people in Berkeley and, uh, Carrie and, and and maybe Luciano. Anyway, Luciano. I, Luciano. And it's like the early days of cell phones. So I had this bullshit cell phone that you couldn't text on. <laughs> you had that so, razor. You had that yeah, razor, had razor like way too time. early. <laughs> and so Dad calls me and he goes, he goes, uh, he goes. Um, he's he's so dramatic sometimes. Um, he's like, <laughs> but he wasn't trying to be. He's like Emily, you have to bring the car back now. And I was like, oh, what happened? And he's like, I'll tell you when you get here. And I was like. All right. So I immediately you think <laughs> I'm like everyone's, everyone's dead. dead. Everyone's yeah. So dead. I, I, <laughs> I and he he's like he's like I don't want to you know I don't know what his idea behind that was but he was like I you know that that's my memory of it and uh, and so I was kind of driving back you know with like my friends in the car like just talking about bullshit. I just told them I was like oh I just my dad needs a car. I didn't tell them anything was wrong because I didn't want to like worry yeah. them so they yeah. were all just being real casual and i was like having an anxiety attack as i was driving from berkeley to to concord and, and that felt really far back in the day like yeah, it's, it's like normal minutes. now yeah felt like back in the far. day it was like oh we're going to berkeley like i used to spend a lot of time yeah. there before i lived there but it was it's a 30 minute drive like door to door and I, I was just like this is you know far um but yeah so we got back and he's like everybody's fine <laughs> but i have to go to uh, dad or some Hollister. shit. I was in Hollister, Hollister yeah, to get Hollister. yeah to go get Stu, but he's all right. And and it was yeah, it was it was scary, but everybody's I pa- yeah. okay. So there's other personal tragedies happening. I don't really want to divulge them because they're not mine to say. Um, but there were a couple others that happened. And then mom recently fell off. Yeah, a chair. yeah, and uh, she yeah. uh, she fell off a chair and broke her collarbone, and we were all so sad to hear it because. It it cut her vacation short, and she loves Sweden, and her Swedish family loves her so much. It just, yeah. it really bummed me out. It's not fair. I remember just feeling yeah. this, like, huge wave of just, like, that is so, and there's a lot of that in life. <laughs> but Dude, it's like, the Swedish so doctor unfair. said she burst her hamstring. I was like, what? If she burst her hamstring, she'd know damn well that she burst her hamstring. Like, yeah. that would be so damn painful if you, like, yeah. blew that muscle. It might have. I was like, yeah. she. Pu- I was like, you strained it bad, or right. you pulled it bad, but right. you didn't 
burst it. Like, let's not be dramatic here, Swedish doctor. So, but we do. If you go on our, Shoop. if you go on our Spotify, um, we have like forty listeners a month. I'm, am I exaggerating? It might not even. Be Are they 40. all you? Are they all you? <laughs> no, it's uh. So Spotify uh tells you like. How many listeners? I thought we you moved have? up in the world. Have, I thought we were at 70. No, we have 78. Oh, what? Um, but you can also look at like which cities people are listening in. Um, and <laughs> and it's all in Sweet, Rio de Janeiro. Sweden. Oh, okay. Brazil. Check it out. Number one, where people listen to us. Number one, Los Angeles, five listeners. <laughs> Number two, San Lit. Francisco, two listeners. Oh, come on, guys. You, step it up. Do you think I have a theory that when they step say it up, San hometown. Francisco, it. Maybe it's a little bigger than that. Number three is Brooklyn. Two listeners. Is that Alec? Oh, it has to be Alec. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say Hannah, but Ellen maybe. And also Ellen. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we have some family out there too. Not in Brooklyn. Oh, that's true. Everyone I know. Casey's in Brooklyn. Shout out to Alec. Swoop crown. Yep. Is he finally back on uh, Instagram? (laughs) Because I saw him active. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited about that. Okay. Um, for San Jose, who, uh, all right. This is riveting. <laughs> Get to the Swedish part. Five Oakland. Okay. I swear. Last time I looked at this, Sweden was on this list. There's so I Sweden, feel like, huh? no, I feel like Sweden got pushed off by oh. the Bay area. <laughs> yeah, Cause right. it used to be like, it used to be There's like just too many San- listeners also, in also, San Jose. Just, I'm just going to say, where the hell is Santa Barbara at on this list? Oh shit. Uh, Calling them out. Calling them out. I honestly thought that would be our number one. All right. No. Well, whatever. So <laughs> they're all we, listening to like Katy Perry and shit down there. I get it. Nice. I, w- I thought we had a... We're too moody. They're too happy down we, in Santa Barbara. Yeah, we're too sad. We play we're like, we're going to die music. soon. Here's a song about getting older. And anyway, fuck. Why were we talking all about all are this about shit? Dying. All right. Anyway, so we have... Um, let's get back to the point. We have... Jeez, so, uh, I honestly can't remember how we segued into uh, the Swedish thing. I think it was because we have listeners in Sweden, but apparently we don't. Apparently that was a lie. Oh, we did. We um, have determined that that was a lie. I still think we do. So <laughs> we're talking about the Red Walls um, from Chicago. Played with Oasis. I think that's yeah, how we got that's there. That's where we anyway, are. Anyway. Dude, we're killing screaming, it. screaming like, ugh, so, what are you talking about? The thi- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially like if the actual Red Walls ever heard of this, they're like, why do we tune in? <laughs> why, <laughs> why are we listening to this? Why are we here? Stupid thing. Um, um we talked about the brothers. Um, hey, so we also just played Robinson Logan Caruso. Logan and Justin. Robinson Caruso. Which is Stu's favorite driving in the car song. Yeah, one of them. It's up there. It's up there. I have a few. Um Oh, so we were talking a little bit about um how they got booted from their uh, uh from Capital. Right. And uh they were talking all kinds of shit about their their album that they recorded. That's like why we Probably. played, you know, we we're like, listen to this recording. Well, you know, what's crazy to me is they like I, were hating on it. They're like, it's no, that's insane. Yeah. And that blogger was hating on that album that you just heard is incredible. He called it like an overproduce, like watered down mess. And they it's tracked not. it separately. So they, they did drums and then they recorded the bass. And Wait, then they, so he said it was an overproduced watered down mess. That's, that's like a, it, he might That's not have said watered down. I, he, he for sure said overproduced. I right. can't find the article, um, but he for sure said overproduced. He might not have said watered down, but he was talking to shit. And I take that offensively because this album, it's so we good. played this album throughout our high school years. 
yeah. nonstop. I still listen. I told you it's on my running playlist. I, I still listen to it because yeah. it's just good. It's, it's like great. listening to. It's better we, than good. And they're like 20 years old when they do this. They're babies. Have we not said yet that they're, they're definitely sound a lot like the Beatles? <laughs> well, which, you, which you said they weird. used to be a cover. They used to be a Bob British Dylan invasion. slash Beatles cover band, which is not hilarious. Bob Dylan cover no, band. No, I saw that. Oh, the, you saw that. Yeah, okay, I, saw I was going to say, I, I didn't see that. And, but uh, they said a British invasion cover band, which yeah. I always think of like the Who. Right I always away. think of the Who when and I think like of British Zeppelin invasion. I don't know why it's always the Who. But it's Rolling Stones. It's Rolling Stones. And it's the. Beatles, I guess, but they yeah. were sort of before British. Eric Burton or Eric Burton, the He's animals, British, right? No, I think oh, the animals they're American. Are American. Huh? Yeah, the they're animals. American treasures. <laughs> they're an Am- Eric Burton is an American treasure. Oh, now I'm stupid. Oh man. Um. So. Yeah, I you can't listen to this album without kind of thinking the and I I feel silly saying a band sounds like the Beatles. Boom! I was hella right. They're from fucking England. Eric Burton and the Animals. Are they? Yeah. God, I'm boom. an idiot. Why no. do you think they were American? All right. I'm mixing them you, up with You someone. just have to pour the wine. You have to be the cupbearer. <laughs> the, anyway, the next one. I, uh, I was going to say, oh, I feel silly saying a san- uh, band sounds like the Beatles for two reasons. One, everybody kind of sounds like the Beatles if they're doing rock and if roll. If someone says you sound like the Beatles. That's a good thing. It's not. You shouldn't be but like, then, oh, shit. No, but like <laughs> one, like, the like one, a lot of people sound like the Beatles because it's, it's just, yeah, a lot of people sound like the Beatles. And then two, um, the Beatles <laughs> do so much, they do so many different sounds. So like, what do they sound like? Do they sound like the trippy acid shit? Do they sound like, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's like the universally though. It, it they sound like, like the kind of clean, um, like staccato type guitars, like tink, tink. And then they have like really um, complex, like full harmonies. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, they're the Beatles. Like, honestly, that's this, all you this need. lead singer too is really, has a really great voice. You heard him on Robinson Crusoe. Yeah. Like he's got a killer range. Yeah. And just, uh, well, both of them sing Logan and Justin. Justin. And Logan. Yeah. Yeah. It's there. It's funny. Cause Logan and it's just reminds me of Wolverine, but <laughs> Hey, rest in peace, Stan Lee. Speaking rest of. in peace, Cynthia's yeah. cat, Logan, who was named after Wolverine, <laughs> who I who I always Emily, think of instead of... A man died today. I know, I know. Um, oh, I actually didn't know that. Who, who? Stan Lee, the creator of Marvel. What? Yeah, he died today. Oh, 95, yeah. I didn't know that. So this uh, podcast probably won't come out today. Um, which day is it? The 12th? But... The day that this was recorded is when uh, he passed, yeah. He was an American treasure. He was an American <laughs> treasure. Absolutely he was. That's like, oh, yes, cupbearer. I like this. Um, yeah, he, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure he just passed away because he was old AF. He was f- 95. Oh, that's awesome. He looked yeah. long. Yeah. He I'm not a long time. I mean, I wouldn't be pissed. I'd be like, dude. Yeah. And he had all his good. faculties like to the very end, too. I just want my mind. That's all I, yeah. that's all I want. Well, mine's already leaving. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Salud. Okay. So let's play uh, Let's play another track by the Red Walls. We've been rattling on for so <laughs> I, too long about some random ass like bullshit. To, um, you want to do another De Nova song? I was actually thinking of... Um, Going back to that first album oh, real quick and just uh, getting a different feel and kind of seeing where they found their voice a little bit. So uni- your Universal Blues, 
um, which I think originally this album they wanted to release as the pages, but then they had to again change. I, I think Capital signed them on and said, oh, we already have a band called the pages that we'd signed that's kind of inactive, but you know, you can't be the pages. So they picked Red Walls, which was just random. We, yeah, we talked they're about like, it. They're like, like, we just threw some words together. Uh, I think you thought of it a little more. It's slightly a cool less random than radio. And it's keys. apparently not the books about the army mice. No, yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> We already talked. We covered this. I know. Um, so what's funny Which is if, great if, you, books, by the way. if you go on Spotify and you look at Universal Blues, it has 17 tracks on it. Their quote unquote first album. And that's, it's, yeah. It's, that is it's, a lot. Well, Universal but, Blues, you said? Yes. But a bunch of those songs, including It's All Right, um, are actually on De Nova re-recorded. Because yeah. I was listening to them a lot better. today. They're way better. The recording. They're going to sit here and talk junk about the production of their own album, but though that's their that best album. Is fabulous. They I need wonder to, why they did that. Why they I, thought it wasn't. I think they, they were, were pressured. I think they were like, a little butthurt because they had. They got brought onto this label. They were given a producer. This producer had their way with them. Right. Had his way with them, and then they got fired. Oh. So, so that, they were like, "That so album's like, terrible." Fuck that album. <laughs> This dude produced the Foo Fighters. It's like I think he knows, he knows a little something about producing music. Like, God, great. but anyway, they were real pissed. They were like, "This album was overproduced." You know, they made us record it separately. It didn't capture the rawness that we wanted to portray. Like all this, all this stuff that may or may not be fair. Yeah. I don't think it's accurate, but it, if if that's how they feel, then you can't deny that that's the way they feel. But yeah, the album's a great album. It's. It is, yeah. And we're really picky about like stuff that we listen to, and we've listened to this for, you know, 10, 12 years. Yeah, it's it stands the test of time. I still listen to it, and I still I still dance around to it. It's you can't not tap your feet kind of music. Um, so their first album, quote unquote, apparently it was kind of like a weird raw um demo that I think they I think it was a little more than a now, demo. Now it's being billed as their debut yeah. album. But De Nova was like the first kind of big I think this is like a public. fleshed out version of it because right. I remembered reading that there were it was an eight song demo. I think they've added stuff. And that's the thing about Spotify is you can go back. We talked about the Go on one of our episodes and they have an album called quote unquote Supercuts. And it's yeah. it's all it's like it's basically just old versions of songs they've already released, and it has like a weird year on it because that's when they released it. But all those songs are old. Yeah. It's just kind of a funky like well, we can look back and well, like, isn't that like change. what is it? Let it be by the Beatles. Mm, is that what it is? Um, I don't know what you're referring to. Let it be is a funky album. It's where they're all standing in front of the door, and there's like ten songs on it. Yeah, that was the album that they recorded earlier. But oh, technically, were, it was their last album. But their real last album was the White Album. Um, no, no, uh, no, 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 sorry. Abbey Road. Uh, Revolver. Abbey Road. No, you got to look it up. Because I, I would, ooh, I would have guessed Revolver. Are we gonna now do a cupbearer? Like Are we doing now a cupbearer like bet again? I. Mm, that Beatles was, trivia is rough. No, mine's fairly good. I think. Okay. Um, I don't think it's Abbey Road though. The medley, and. Uh, the medley was what I'm trying to say is the medley you I think right was the last <laughs> thing that they recorded together, not the last thing that was released together. Sorry, the medley that's the B side of Abbey Road. Yes, that's like all like Polythene yes. Pam and Mean Miss Brown. Yes, Mr. Mr. Okay. that was the last. That's the last. Th- thing I they believe that that's the last thing that they recorded in okay. a studio together, 
But it came out earlier than Let It Be because what happened with Let It Be is they they went up to George Martin and they were being dicks. Like, let's be real. They went up to George Martin who, you know, did incredible, incredible things with their music for yeah. three, four years, whatever. All their albums. Yeah. And they said, we don't want you to do all that extra production bullshit. We want to just get in a room and record the, you know, the meat and potatoes. And Aww, and, and George Martin's like, hippies. okay, guys, that sounds great. So he like. <laughs> Is that how we talk? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. So Stuart's he, doing, you can't see it, but Stuart's doing this like <laughs> thing with his shoulders that he's like, anyway. It's like this whole kid, okay. We're back so, to the Swedish chef again. He, he came record, out of nowhere. It's your favorite impression He records the Beatles just doing their basic bare bone shit right and then they're like we don't like it (laughs) and then then so they take take those and they give it to phil specter what a creep i I can't get into how much of a creep phil specter is and And a murderer let's be honest he's a murderer he's a murderer and uh anyway I, I might be wrong about this whole thing. <laughs> Beatles thing? I want. <laughs> <laughs> let me look up this letter B. Let me double check. Let it's me not, look it up. Yeah. You know. I, I have people scream, all seven people listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> Producer, Phil Spector. So they didn't even give George Martin. What's Mar- the last album, is what I was wondering that they did? Well, I thought it was. Uh. There's, I mean, there's a lot of albums. Um, I'm pretty sure Let It Be is the last one. But there's the Beatles Christmas album in 1970. That's obviously not their last album. From Then to You <laughs> was recorded 1970. I mean... I'm sorry. The Beatles have a Christmas album? Apparently. <laughs> I, you know, I'll tell you, we're, we're coming up on Thanksgiving, so we're not quite in the holidays. But Stuart, you gave me a, like a thrift store... Elvis Christmas album like a few years ago and we listen to that every year it's like our it's like our little Tom and my little tradition that we've made is that we listen to the Elvis Christmas album because it's amazing and it's it's a little it's it's a nice blend of like his gospel Christmas stuff with uh with just good old-fashioned like Santa well Elvis was Jeff I mean he was one of my favorites uh in high school when I was dating Sarah she introduced me to him and she and i mean obviously i think we i might have talked about this we did we talked about it on yeah yeah, so but yeah he i mean that was when i really came to appreciate him and he's so yeah so i i you know you you just have to remember about elvis like he uh has an incredible singing voice and it's beyond like his whole mystique and like the whole like you know, image of him being like a, a big fatty and the image of him just no, being like a hip shaker. And it's like all like, there's all these like perceptions of Elvis that people think about now. And that goes with any artist. Like yeah. people hear an old artist that their dad used to play and yeah. they immediately picture old dudes. They're like, yeah. oh, this is, these are a bunch of old dudes. Well, but unless if, they died relatively young. Yeah. I think Elvis was But how many kids young. like listen to credence clearwater revival like i'm yeah. talking about kids these days like 13 12 and they're yeah. like oh i'm picturing these guys as young dudes yeah like no one does that they picture him as like this know. is my dad's music so i picture people that are like my dad but then if you go back and watch these videos and watch them when they're young playing it it makes them that much more incredible 
I don't know. When I listen to older music, I, I picture them the age when they were recording it. Yeah, but it's hard Even for me. Even if I me, know what they look like old. Because like, I never know what they look like unless I look them up, you know? And like uh, look up videos of them playing and seeing what they look like when they played. And... So I, I have to, to, to say on a side, I, I've, and you went to Graceland, right? Yeah. I've been to Elvis's house, his little mini mansion. Yeah. Um, they and... wouldn't let us upstairs because he's no. alive up there. No. <laughs> I think they have like offices up there from like an adult perspective. I look back now and I'm like, it was just a building. They probably you have really like, think Elvis is like cooked like a, up in there. He's no, like, they have like can a I break come down? room up there. But I remember walking. It's an insane house. It's so of its time. Like it's yeah. just like it's like shag carpet it's, on the ceiling. That's it's, blue. It's just stuck in time. Yeah, and it they had he's a big gold. Uh, white and gold piano and mm-hmm. um but i remember you you put on the headphones and you're like listening and like lisa marie is on there and like just a bunch of people um talking about about elvis and um lisa marie presley who was yeah. dating him right or dying, no, daughter. daughter yeah daughter. how dare you how dare, <laughs> how dare i knew you? that in my head um anyway um daughter and uh who dated michael jackson is what i was thinking <laughs> of what's wrong with me anyway she's Did they on have there. a kid together uh, uh quote kid because i thought michael jackson was castrated i don't want to get into that All but right. Right. i i was doing the tour i was 18 i was doing the tour and i had my headphones on and you listen to people talking about elvis all through this house and you walk through his house and you see his stuff and you you see his kind of home and then you and then they take you to the barn or garage or whatever that has his like all his jumps it's and then the very end they take you um to, to the, the grave. grave site yeah. and he's buried at he's Graceland. buried next to his twin that died at birth Ooh, they must have dug that guy up then because well they they dug up his parents too because his parents oh, are at fucking graceland God. and you're just like and i i don't think <laughs> it's so dark right I now i don't know why like, <laughs> i was so with like dark. i was with like 12 other people in this group and you're all shuffling together and you all have headphones on it's one of those tours where you all have headphones on so you're not really connected it's like a you're silent just like, disco but like way sadder disco, but really sad because you have like it's a lot like alcatraz too where you like have these sound effects yeah you know and they're like playing elvis <laughs> songs they're playing elvis songs they're playing his voice and then you get to the end and there's his grave and they talk about him passing away and like bringing his family you're laughing i was i was weeping at the end of the store there was not a dry eye in this whole tour we got to the grave and we were all just Emily just throws herself on the <laughs> casket. She's like, no bury me it was I don't know. It was one of those things where it was like, oh, you know, we're in town. We should go to Graceland. I'm and, weeping right and now. I'm glad that we did. Yeah, it's, dude, it's... But in um, a different way. Yeah, I I didn't know that I loved him as much as I did until I was just weeping anyway, at the end of the story. We went, on a, whole, we went on a whole another tangent. Let's anyway. get back to... We're going to play uh, off of their... Oh. their The Red Wall's, like, debut slash album that they gave to Capitol Records which still if they call this a demo the recording quality is amazing it's a good album so we're gonna play the first track um it's called Colorful Revolution I get a vibe off this song that reminds me so much of uh Steeler's Wheels Stuck in the Middle with You oh the song that they play when Michael Madsen's cutting that dude's ear off in uh in um yep What's it called? In uh, Reservoir Dogs. Thank you. Yeah. I was like Tarantino. Um, I felt anyway. like I was on Jeopardy. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. Um, Mr. Blonde. Mr. Blonde. I can remember yeah. a lot of other weird facts about the yeah. movie. Anyway, they're playing this song. It's Everyone- fucking dying. It's fucking dying. That was really- <laughs> 
That's a really good impression. And it's just, I Tar- Tarantino's all about like, let's get as much blood, like, like yeah. bright, like fire engine red blood. Dude, in the, all right, in the wait, we got Speaking of anyway, fire engine so, red, this is so colorful. That song, yeah, that song reminds me of this song. Um, colorful revolution. It's got the same uh, vibe to it, same uh, rhythm, kind of right. laid back, upbeat. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Colorful <laughs> Revolution <laughs> off Universal Blues by the Red Walls.
does ask the NPR lady, she says, uh, what's one of your favorite songs? What's going over well out there on tour? And they say, build a bridge. Um, and they say, it's a love song. And that's about it. It's a love song. And then she says, is it, is it a true story? And they say, it might be, but we can't say. Interesting. <laughs> People always got to be so coy with their... I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, it was 2005. <clears throat> Things were different back maybe then. Maybe check in with us on 2008. And it's like, well, yeah. maybe maybe you guys aren't going to like be this mysterious band in the in the future like maybe yeah. just tell people what your music's about i think this was back before i think what 2005 <laughs> we had what myspace um <laughs> yeah. we didn't have top eight we definitely have if you go to their wikipedia page um their website is listed as myspace so and and the last we've seen of them is 2000 in Seven, 2009 right? oh, the drummer rob jensen announced his departure from the group and the Red Walls said, basically, Justin said, uh, via MySpace is the last quote that they have. Is uh, The Red Walls started when my brother and I started to sing and to play in harmony. And from that, we have always found people to play in harmony with. And that is the idea of the Red Walls. There are many more songs to be sung and many more people to sing and play with. But the idea remains the same. Thank you to all our fans and know that we are always singing. The music will stand for itself. We have many songs we can't wait to share and no albums They never then. shared. Fucking <laughs> they no never albums shared. Then. They're just like, their they're drummer left, they're like, no guys, it's really just Justin and Logan. And then, I mean... And it, you literally can't I, find... This is kind of like a Christopher Denny situation, but even farther in the past. It's like, there's... There's nothing about them. I couldn't even find them on like LinkedIn. Like they were gone. I mean, I found one of them on Facebook, but he had like nothing on there. Yeah, he had like a few pictures from last year, but no information on what he's doing. Nothing. And they're all about like we joked. They're about (laughs) they're about Tom's age now. So they're all they're about thirty four now because they they released uh, in two thousand three. They released their track. I think they're all born like 85 and they were uh, in like coming out of high school with their, I just can't imagine. Like, it's crazy to me to think like you're a senior in high school and you're recording an and album you're getting signed to Capitol Records. and you're get, Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, what? <laughs> like yeah. that's, that's um, incredible. That's and like LeBron James going to the NBA. <laughs> like, yeah, out of it's, high school. it's the stories that I really yeah, love. Um, I mean, they couldn't even vote when they wrote that, what, that album. That Their album, uh, De Nova, not Universal Blues, but De Nova. Oh, well, so Universal Blues is what we just played um, Colorful Revolution off of. But then on De Nova, they have the song Falling Down. It's the second track. About and the FCC. About the FCC. Yeah. What's this shit going down about the FCC? Yeah, they basically played that to ensure that they would not be... Because I don't know if you remember, there used to be that censor. There used to be that censorship FCC label on the black and white one. It it meant your album was was good. It It meant you had a cool album. It meant that. It meant you had to ask your mom to buy it for you. Yeah, Yeah. I remember. Or dad. Um, but yeah, they they basically wanted to ensure that they had that sticker on the album because they called out the FCC hard. And I remember it was. There was a lot of censorship going on back then. I remember Eminem was like one of the guys who was like pushing against censorship pretty yeah. hard. And uh, he was talking shit on the FCC like a lot of people were. Well, gosh, I think of like some censored songs that you hear on the radio and you're just like, wow, that's not even the original. It's not even close. And that was a lot of the early 2000s songs like, um, oh, God, now, I, now I'm not going to be able to think of one. But there were... Um, 
they would just change the lyrics. Yeah. For the chorus. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and, and it was just like, wait, that's not the song. Um, it was mostly hip-hop songs, I think. Like, uh, I remember that Busta Rhymes song that was like, don't this hit make my people want to jump, jump. And it was, <laughs> it was like, like nah, it's not the Is words. that what you were saying it's in the original? Not the words. Yeah. And then, um, what was the one I was just thinking of? Um, There's definitely a lot of, like, Ice Cube songs that are like that, I was just thinking, you can do it, put your back into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do it, put your ass into it. And that's Ice Cube, I believe. That's Ice Cube, yeah. Yeah, I remember it was in Say the Last Dance, 1999. Dude. Sean Patrick (laughs) Thomas, (laughs) Julia Stiles. It might actually be, like, 2002. Um, But anyway. That's um, (laughs) so Julia Stiles. Is that her name, Julia Stiles? Julia Styles? Yeah, I think so. Am I right? Dude. <laughs> that is <laughs> what has she been in lately? Has she been Nothing. in like a drama? No, or? she like went to she went she's she went back to school and she's like she's killing it. She's doing good. Yeah. But um so if you if you look at their it's funny, if you look at the Redwall's Spotify for uh the De Nova album, I forget that Spotify puts an explicit um like warning next to songs oh, that are like that. quote unquote explicit. I didn't know that. And it's literally just because they dropped the F bomb in the song. And like, so I was driving with Tom yesterday. We were doing a quick road trip up uh, Northeast ish um, to see his dad for his birthday. And uh, they played like a modern love song. And I don't remember how it went. Um, it wasn't Biebs. It was somebody similar mm-hmm. though. And it was, and it in the chorus, um, it has the F word in the chorus kind of. It was like, on a fuck with you like it, it's just like in the chorus very casually <laughs> i'm trying to remember how it went someone's gonna know what i'm talking about but um and uh and i was like oh they're just like dropping it's and it's uh xm radio it was on the oh well, XM. xm radio yeah, like so they, they have they like play howard whatever. stern on it we were listening and... to uh, shout out spectrum i like <laughs> spectrum most of the time so they played this like new modern love song and it and had the word in the chorus and i was like gosh you know it's funny how like that just doesn't even like ring a bell like doesn't really uh like offend anyone anymore i guess it's it's just very casually dropped um but on that note when the red walls do it in the song falling down they've got the f word uh (laughs) in the in the verses a lot and it doesn't for me when i hear swearing um in like pop songs or rock songs it, it's it's a little grating to me it just sounds a little forced i don't like i don't really i used to i like it in hip-hop that's it no i used to yeah. cuss in a few of um azrael's tunes back in the day and like looking back on it it's so cringy like it's just yeah it records funny and it doesn't it sounds a little you're like shit or whatever yeah, you're it saying it's like unless in yeah yeah there's certain yeah, with rock and pop, I just I feel like it sometimes sounds kind of lame, like they're I, yeah. But so, but I but it in this does sound a little in the Redwall song. Um, well, they're they're like going at the they're FCC, going at the FCC, so they're not like do, they're doing I, it like it's not grading. It's what's sounds the word? Good. They're doing it like kind of ironically. They're like what the fuck they've been telling us? Yeah, what's this shit going down, down about the, the FCC? But they they dropped the f bomb yeah. too, and it and it just. It sounds, I don't know, it sounds good, for lack of a better yeah, way to say it. it. Sounds and the, good. And the chorus is still gorgeous, too. It's, darling. Yeah, the chorus is good. I actually feel the opposite about this song. Oh, I thought that they... That those swear words are... I thought that they threw it away on the FCC. I thought that the song was a great song. Everything was about it was great. Like you said, the chorus is great and beautiful. Oh, I and, love it. 
And I felt like they kind of threw the verses away by swearing in them because mm. I, I don't like swearing. In but I think, I think I don't like swearing. I don't like <laughs> swearing. But I think I think with the with the uh, point of the song, I do like that they're ironic with it. They're not yeah. like literally being there like, what's the shit, babe? I love you <laughs> or whatever. You know, it reminds me of that uh, movie. <laughs> with Will Ferrell where the, he gets married and the wedding band is like um Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a fucking game it all <laughs> or whatever they're doing. They're just dropping F bombs every yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. That's classic. Anyway. Um But you know who didn't get that little FCC sticker who swore in their album is the Strokes. Because no one could understand what the fuck that guy was saying. <laughs> really? And no is one, this yeah. it? Let's face it, or, or no, wait, which song is it? Uh, he drops an F bomb hard. Really? And maybe not in that song. Uh, oh, man. Here, we're, we're, we're going to go ahead and play another song by the Red Walls. I'm going to research this. Let's do the one where they swear. Yeah. We got to do it. We've been All talking right, about fine. it. Right. We got to do I it. Mean, sh- I mean, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> the song's called Falling Down. Yeah, it's it's Falling on Day Down. Nova, and it's the second track after Robinson Crusoe.
So we were <laughs> the song we were thinking about was barely legal by the Strokes. Like my sister, don't give yeah. a fuck. Off their first song. That was around the same time that they were. 2001. Yeah. I guess my... they were, they, when did they release this? 2003, 2004? Uh, so sorry. No, uh, their first album was 2003. Uh, this album, De Nova, is 2005. Mm. Uh, so the song we just played, although so I'm sure, I'm sure they wrote it. Still around. real bushy in the presidency at this point. Yeah. <laughs> It's a fun way to say it. Um, but Colorful Revolution that we played earlier, the kind of laid back um, Steelers Wheel song-ish song that we played um, was 2003. And I, I think uh, a lot of the songs on De Nova were written earlier. Cause I like so, yeah. We've talked about this before, Stu and I. It's like, well, you'll see a band and they do their first album and it's like so good because theoretically they've been a they've been writing songs for years and years and years. And then someone signs them on and they go, Hey, you have 10 songs. What are your 10 songs you want on your first album? And you know, you know, and you're like, here's yeah. our, ten. we would cut all the fat. We would cut all the bad. Yeah. And we have great, we have good songs, but we would do our 10 best songs. And, and so the first albums, yeah, the bangers. Yeah. And our first album would be, or anybody's first album would be really amazing. And then the, it, that's why you usually get the sophomore slump. Although what's funny is in this podcast, all the sophomore albums have been pretty bitching, but yeah, but they're, yeah. they're not the real sophomore albums. I feel like, like well, Chris the, Denny was seven years from first album. I guess the police brothers, I don't know why their chalk album is the, the best album. I, I don't know. There's, there's very, it's really puzzling. I mean, I think it's a perfect storm of them being young, angsty, having Simone or Simone. God damn it. Simon Felice. That's how he spells his name. By I know, the way though. S I M O N E. Yeah. Simon. So every time I read it, my brain says Simone. Yeah. My brain just said that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, Out loud. No, but my brain. Yeah. Christopher Denny, second yeah. album. Um, but then again, he came off that huge layoff of like drug abuse and all that shit. So it was like seven years later. He's yeah. like, oh, here I am with a new album. So it's basically he like, had plenty of time. Yeah. I think I think that sometimes with the sophomore album, the worry is that like, OK, you've put your whole heart and soul and your last like 10, 12 years of being a musician into your first album. And then the second album is maybe rushed by your record company or whatever. Um, so sometimes it can be, you know, a little thrown together, but. Anyhow, Nathaniel think, Rateliff didn't suffer that. No, his, his new album no, is amazing. It is so I, good. So what's fun about Nathaniel Rateliff, and Dude. I hope I'm saying Rateliff right, um, and the yeah. Night Sweats, um, is like, that he's rad everyone knows everyone knows who we're talking about, so yeah. I don't have to. The Night Sweats. We'll just call him the Night Sweats. So I played him last night at Tom's dad's birthday gathering um, for, for you know, his dad's turning 67, so it's an older crowd. And um, I put on, the, so I, I turned to Greg, this is Tom's dad, and I love this response. I, I asked him, I said, hey, I had my Bluetooth, and I said, hey, what do you want to listen to? It's your birthday. And he said, um, something I haven't heard before. So, so, Aww, so I like that. He's, he's, I really respect Greg because he's always looking for new music. And like Tom will be like, hey, here's Leon Bridges or here's, um, you know, Sturgill Simpson. And he'll, Sturgill. he'll, listen, he'll listen to that. Like he, he's really, yeah. he's very open to new music, which, which some people aren't. Um, and he, he really is. So he told me, he's like, hey, something I haven't heard before. So like, no, no classic rock. And I was like ready to play like I was, I was like, like oh I, was I like have tons of shit ready to play Steve Miller like Creams Clearwater like, Revival oh, okay <laughs> and so I was like you know what I'll I'll do the best of both worlds I'll play Nathaniel Rayliff so I played I started um I think it was look at here 
baby, I'm coming up. So I played Nathaniel Rayliff, and everyone in the room, I'm not making this up, uh, was like, oh, we love this band. Like they've heard Nathaniel Rayliff, um, and they they loved it. And they were like, oh, we want to see him. There's something like There's something classic. He has about him. Yeah. a phenomenal, like, feel to his music like the the drums are always heavy they have that great horn section which just like screams like aretha franklin you know like that kind of shit he has a beautiful voice but then there's another layer to it that's super poignant and i'm not 100 percent sure how to quantify that but like some of his songs uh like i've been failing you or is that what it's called? I've been feeling. Yeah, I've been failing. Yeah, like songs like that, they're just so or lyrically. wasting time. Yeah, wasting time. Wasting time breaks my heart. I, if you listen to so the, the whole album Nathaniel, breaks my heart. Like, I almost can't even listen to it because I went through like a lot of personal stuff when that album came out. And like, I listened to it so much during that time where if I play it now, like it means so much to me yeah. personally because it's such a poignant album and it's so well written. It's the same with uh, Leon Bridges' uh, first home. album. Yeah, Coming Home. It's the same thing. I think they came out in the same year. Yeah. And that was a that was a tough year for me. So it was like yeah. those two albums are hard for me to listen to. But their new album, Tearing at the Scenes, Tearing, I got it's so no history good. with, and it's just like like they're uh, so good. I played this song for Tom through our Bluetooth speaker in the car driving to Mountain Vibe, and I was like, "Have you heard this new album? It's dirty." Yeah, it's this, so it's good. Dirty. The and bass the, the has something on it. Yeah, they're just they're just screeching. They're screeching. Yeah. There's no other way. Wait Dude, for it. Right I here. was so worried. Yeah, I was so worried when it was like Nathaniel Rayliff's coming out with a new album. I was, I was like, like, don't. I was like, fingers crossed. Good, <laughs> yeah, fingers. It's so good. It's so good. I think he stole a little bit of Leon Bridges's band. I think. Uh, sorry, horns. I think I know that Jeff Daisy was Leon Bridges's Leon Bridges. I don't think I need to do the extras. Anyway, uh, his Leon Bridges is Leon Bridges is trumpets player. It's like our dad's name is Hans, so I want to say Hanses, and I don't think that's correct either. Anyway, I think it is. Is it? I don't know. Maybe. I I'm I'm picturing apostrophes in my head, but so Leon Bridges' uh, album had Jeff Daisy on saxophone, and now Jeff Daisy's in Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. And moving on. I up. don't think he's with Leon anymore, and I think it's because his new album has less horns, but. Anyway, this album shouldn't have had less horns in I that know, album. We oh, have had damn more it! Horns, but you know, anyway. Anyway, yeah, Nathaniel Rayliff is awesome. We obviously can't talk about him on this podcast, like as have a got, feature, because you've definitely heard of him. <laughs> everyone's heard everyone's of him. Everyone's heard "Son of a Bitch." It was on yeah. K Fog quite a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Everyone. The everyone first time I heard it. that song, I was hung over as shit with my buddy Colin and like he we used to do this thing where we'd go out to like karaoke or like uh Thursday night football I think this specific event was the Warriors going for 73 wins and Kobe Bryant playing his last game on the same night oh, so we went wow. to like yeah. this bar to watch it and like I left my car there and he picks me up the next day and uh it was just a perfect song for the situation because yeah. we were both hungover, hating our lives, like being Aww. like that feeling where like, why am I drinking? We should never drink again, you know, because when you're hungover, that's what you always what think. What am I doing with my yeah. life? And of yeah. course, son of a bitch comes on the radio because he always listens to like the top hits of the day. So he's like playing, playing that and son of a bitch comes on and I'm like, who's this? Like, this yeah. is some, this is good. This is not yeah. like 
Ariana. Is not that Ariana Grande is bad. I'm not trying no, to talk she's shit, but she's an amazing singer and very good looking. But like, she's an amazing like, singer. She's not my cup of tea in terms of style stylistically. I honestly, side note, like I. I I just I had never heard her. I'd just seen news articles about her and I was like, Oh, she's a pop star, she's a pop yeah, star. TMZ I just I just shit. never just never thought yeah. about her. I just, you know, I'd be at work reading the news and she she's she's on there. And then I heard uh I'm a huge Nicki Minaj fan, so I heard yeah, their, you are. their song together and I was like, Oh, Nicki Minaj is on and I have to listen. And it was the first uh, it's not the first song they did together, but it was one of the ones they did and uh I think it was Bang Bang. Which is a total pop song, but I it's good. And yeah. uh and Ariana's singing and I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah, no, she can she sing. She is insane. No, there's yeah, like she, she makes us look like just straight up piece of the turd. Like I think she's a Disney kid too. I think she is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which like uh like JT and yeah. Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears, they really yeah. get those yeah those talented kids. But anyway, she's amazing. But I I, I get your point. Sorry, what you're so yeah, to we say. were getting yeah. he picked me up, you know, we listened yeah. to Son of a Bitch and uh took me to my car and uh yeah ever since then i've been heavily involved with the night sweats and what they're doing and they're so fun they're uh definitely doing the right thing for bands like us yeah. like bands for like us they're like opening doors they're kicking down doors for so bands and like by us. the way so when i when you showed me that album nathaniel Ratliff um and the night sweats his quote-unquote debut album he has two solo albums before that yeah and they're like straight up like acoustic stuff acoustic stuff yeah. and they're they're kind of sad that it's it's right up my alley i love of that course shit. It i is. love that oh, shit. Of course i'm like it is. i'm like yes like give me give me early early piano tom waits like I love the beginning of somebody's songwriting. Um, and it's all sad. It's all sad stuff. Um, and I, I, yeah, I nerded out on those albums a little bit, but his, and it's so funny to see him transition from like him doing this kind of acoustic ballads into like this big horn, like Glenn Miller style, like band. Yeah. But then, yeah. Well, I don't think it's Glenn it's Miller, Miller as Sorry, much as it's, it's like, it's, it's like late sixties, like Ray Charles, yeah, Early. where they're like, let's get a horn section in here. Why yeah, not? Yeah, that kind of soul. It's Why not? soul. It's like 60s, yeah. early 70s soul where they have like the horn section. They have that screaming like organ. Yeah. And um, and then they have the the vocalist with the the voice that'll just melt a room. Yeah. And whoever it is, whether it's Otis Redding, whether it's Ray Charles, whether it's Aretha Franklin or Eddie yeah. James, they have that incredible oh, so horn good. section behind him but really the star of the show obviously is the voice and nathaniel Rateliff just has this incredible voice it's funny you say that because i think he has a great voice but i th- I also think he has a voice that some people don't like because i know some people that it's like gr- it doesn't it's almost like a john fogarty where it's it's i think it's great but it's you know maybe a little yeah maybe it's a little I mean, it's a little. Um, I can't. I can't really empathize with that because I don't feel that way. <laughs> at I don't feel that like, way either. I'm just saying that, like, I, yeah, it's 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 one of those voices that, uh, yeah, it's it's not unlike John Fogarty. I would say where it's 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 very uh, technically good, um, but yeah. Well, our uncle always talks about John Fogarty like grading on him. Yeah, we've talked. And about I get that, it, John Fogarty. But... We say this all the time, but like John Fogarty, he can be a little extra, like. Ah! I remember uh, road tripping in uh, in upstate New York and I know our buddy Alec really hates Nintendo right? 
No. <laughs> he doesn't like it. Alec, no. no. That's why I was trying not to say out loud. But he, Alec, we, I just remember driving you. and every time like we were we were all DJing and then later we found out that we had XM radio. I got we so like, butthurt on that, like, oh, on that we trip. Can just, we can just. I was like, I'm sorry. I have a downloaded <laughs> playlist and you don't like the random songs that are popping. <laughs> so we were playing um, songs and yeah, it's like a five hour drive. So everybody is pretty. And there's you know, zero Wi-Fi. Yeah, zero like just no in, 4G. Just so everyone's reduced to like <laughs> the heart of their actual shit that they listen to. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they only have the music that they have downloaded on their phone so then you're like well <laughs> you're like my- here's my music and then they're like this shit sucks and you're like hey man you know like, i just know that every time oh. Nathaniel Ray Live came on alec was driving and he's like i fucking hate this and i was like oh he doesn't like and i'm assuming it's his he doesn't voice. like good music it's no, all good it's not that he doesn't like his voice i think and i and i get it like i listen to it and i'm like you know he kind of has a john Fogarty type voice where it's like you maybe yeah he doesn't like it i get it yeah so so this red walls guy has a similar voice to have a sloppy transition back into the <laughs> <red walls. laughs> I, was like, I was like no i think he has a no, great that's voice. literally why we were talking about all these people with no it's not but <laughs> <laughs> no i think this red walls guy has so, a fucking beatles voice like he could be the third beetle he sounds very I don't know. It's agreeable. Dude, they Emily was just reading an article where they like are bristling at the, no, the we mention said, yeah, we, that yeah. they sound like the Beatles. Like yeah. bristling. Well, like, they sound like the interviewer says, oh, they you were know, being this reminds prickly me. pears. Well, actually, the interviewer says, you remind me of David Bowie. And they go, oh, what is this? We we can't sound like ourselves. Yeah, anyway, it's, they, they're not. I get it. I get it. If, if I, if I. Dude, if, Constantly if get I was compared to somebody, I it gets it gets I get it. If I was interviewed by someone, I'd be so grateful. I'd be like, that's true. You're like interviewing interview. me. You you listen to my music enough to think that I sound like this. Also, it's NPR. So that interview God was damn, fucking how, NPR. Just be a little humble. Like, I agree, and then I'll, I'll also humble. play devil's advocate a little bit and say they were. 20 yeah <laughs> yep. so how moody are you at 20 oh i was all moody. oh i, I i'm glad I'm, i wasn't yeah being interviewed at 20 i would have been a nightmare um i don't know if you're capable of being humble at 20 but and, and i'm sure that you know i already I, talked about what i'd be like if i were uh justin bieber well we played <laughs> in the, in the i've played a other podcast i've played uh i've played red wall songs in the car you know this is back in high school you and i played in the car and mom goes this is the beatles you know and it's like yeah. <laughs> this is somebody of that era saying is this a beatles song and it's like they genuinely do sound and like that last song sounded very bob dylan-y very steelers wheel his voice sounds like a combination of John, John Lennon and Bob Dylan. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I like that. I think so anyway. Yeah, I agree with that. And But they have two singers, so I don't know which one's which to be a hundred percent honest. Yeah, it's just like I don't know well no, now I know Paul and John, obviously. I know all the Beatles, obviously, but no, when I was growing I up, I was like, yeah. I don't know, who's who? Honestly, they're in okay, so the hardest with the Beatles, the hardest era to pinpoint their voices is their super poppy era. Oh, yeah. Like early, early, early. Because yeah, yeah. they're all singing like, please, please me, oh, yeah. And it's like, you can't. That was terrible. But you can't. <laughs> I just forgot how to sing. Dude, quick. is that the Beatles? <laughs> that was that was a spot on impression. John Lennon's just anyway, spinning like, in his grave. He's like. 
<laughs> what God. the hell was that? Um, but anyway, so like the really early, like that you don't like, no one listens to like the Beatles rendition of like roll over Beethoven, like the, you know, like, so, but I'll be driving with Tom and we listen to the Beatles XM station and they play the spectrum of Beatles. So it'll be like really gritty old like super poppy like them just covering chuck berry for like an entire album they're like here's a whole album of us covering (laughs) basically all of chuck berry songs but anyway um they that's when it's the hardest for me to tell who's singing because it gets it gets in familiar territory and i'm like that's 100 percent john that's 100 percent paul but like when they're just they're just doing that group and i think it's a lot of group vocals and harmonies when they're doing like the early they're singing together a lot throughout They're the entire song. They're singing together a lot. That's very true. Yeah. So, I don't know. I. So, w- for the Red Walls, we used to listen to this in high school quite a bit with all our friends groups. And I remember we used to, uh, uh, hopefully our parents aren't listening to this. I mean, we're not like breaking any news here, but we used to ditch class quite a bit. And oh, I, uh, think I, I think I missed half yeah. of my senior year and I yeah. still graduated like 20th in my class. So. Yeah. I mean, Mount and, Diablo High School was stupid easy growing well, up. Well, it wasn't stupid easy. I had challenging teachers, but I think I was, it's, I was 18 as a senior the whole year. So I was like kind of an adult yeah. already. And I, and I just knew, I was like, you know, there's days, there's days when I need to be here and work and there's days where I know that everyone, teachers included, is bullshitting. Yeah. Like star testing days. I'd be like, you know what? I'm not I'm not going to this. <laughs> so I think that's I think that's a safe Emily, they needed you no, for that federal or state care. money or whatever. But care. we used to ditch class and um I remember uh one of our buddy uh our buddies Kyle used to love this oh, song. Really? And it was like I it starts out Well you don't wanna go, go to school. school. Yeah. It's, it's all right. Yeah. And like that was like we always played this song when we weren't going to school because we were so basic. Yeah. <laughs> in high school, but no. Seriously like <laughs> <laughs> this song was like one of those songs that we played like all the time. And uh, it definitely brings me back to like 2006, 2005, being in high school. Oh, yeah. like absolutely. With you, yep. Kyle, Dan, yeah. uh, freaking Luciano. Luciano. <laughs> Caressa. Yeah. Matt. Yeah. And Matt. Matt. Of course, Matt. Yeah. Of course, there. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'd listen to The Red Walls and a lot of other stuff. But this song is really one that, I, that like brings me back to high this school. This is so like, it's almost like a. The who's the kids are all right. No, it doesn't. To be clear, it doesn't sound like that. But the vibe is or like, sorry, summertime blues. Oh, it's it's a similar. No. So dude, mu- music musically, it's not similar. Dude, Radio Keys Lyr- needs to cover summertime Lyr- blues. <laughs> you want to cover it so bad. Lyr- so, so musically, it doesn't sound like summertime blues, but lyrically it is. It's like I'm just it's like a 16 year old wrote it. And it's just like it's very simple lyrics, but there's heart to it because we've all. Anyway. Yeah. Dude, uh, Azrael, my old band, used to cover Summertime Blues, and fucking Radio Keys would murder that song. eh. We got to do it. We'll talk about it later. But anyway, this one uh, is called It's All Right by the Red Walls off Day Nova.
Trashy pours here in St. Helena for this vino we're drinking. Um, 19 Crimes. They actually have like this weird app where you can like put the the label of the wine in your phone and it'll like tell a story of the prisoner on the on like the label of 19 Crimes. But it, like the one that I got was like outdated and it was it's like... Austra- it's Australia wine, was, which... Blasphemous to be drinking in Napa, but is this yeah. good or bad? It's 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 good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. I haven't even thought about it this it's entire good. time. It's good. I've just been slamming it down. I haven't even been thinking about it. It's yeah. It's it's good. So, no, it's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The Rutherford we had it earlier was really good. Rutherford is where, yeah, yeah, is where I Shit work. Was lit. It's about ten minutes south of here. Not even ten, yeah, about ten. And um, yeah, Rutherford dust. Yeah. Anyway, so we got to squeeze like more more this, songs into this. Like we've realized we've totally like bullshitted probably eighty to ninety percent of this podcast. That's kinda how it goes when you're having a conversation about music, you're gonna yeah. talk about other music yeah. and other musicians. And we have I think it's <laughs> and, <we definitely laughs> and also, you know, your personal life and hey, that's that's And your fun. mom in Sweden and like just mom random. in Sweden. It always makes me happy. Um so we're gonna play another song that we meant to play earlier. Uh this one's called Build a Bridge. Yeah. And it's also like the one in the commercial yeah, that it's we, the one in the commercial that I, that I was hard that disagreeing. 
me verified. <laughs> Fully I like, verified. I was like, you're wrong. <laughs> so, so not wrong. But um, yeah. I know I felt bad. I was like, yes, it is. And you're like, I think I know. And I'm like, yeah. Anyway, uh, this one's called Build a Bridge. And I, I actually really, what I really like this about this song is the piano in it. Um, it starts off with piano. Dun, it was one dun, of the dun, dun. songs of theirs that I realized. I'm like, oh, they actually do play piano in like their songs, but you don't really notice it. Um, Which I like when it when it's subtle. Yeah, yeah. But this one has a whole thing, and then it has a nice, it has a nice release in the chorus yeah. where it gets a lot bigger and greater. This was a song of theirs that got a lot of traction. Uh, Build a bridge by the Red Walls. That was build a bridge. Um, Such a 
feel good song. That's one. I of think those, it's a great it's song. A feel good song. AT and T was like, give good. us this song. Yeah. And they're like, this song sucks anyway. The whole album sucks. You know, I think they were just teenagers, not teenagers, but know. early twenties. But yeah, and they were maybe a little bitter. And yeah. Don't you wish we were in that position though, where we were like, we had a, sh- I don't know if we I had an do. album, I, yeah, I guess. where we had an album, I mean, and we were like, this album sucks, and everyone was like, it's so good, we're gonna podcast about it, and it's gonna be great. It's such a good album. I, yeah. I think, I think you know, this album came out what 2005, so 13 years ago. <laughs> I think it changes every year that we've said it. This it album co- is oh, 2005. Okay. Day Nova is 2005. So that was 13 years ago. It was my freshman year of high school, dude. And anyway, it was 13 years ago this yeah. album came out. I listened to it today. I was listening to it when I was cooking. So I was waiting for Stuart to come over and it's making, just a, making it's some just chicken and listening to it because getting ready to talk about it. And I was just like, this <laughs> this stands the test of time. You know, it really, 100%, yeah. it's really good. Anyway, I, I hope that they look back at it. They're they're still kids. They're in their thirties now. You know, it's like they 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 peaked so early. I don't want to say they peaked. I don't want to like say that they're done. As, they're probably yeah. not because they're so talented. And I mean, as far as we can tell, they they don't have anything going. I can't on. see. Yeah, I've been researching a bit today, and uh, Google's not telling me a lot about what they've done past two thousand eight. Um, two thousand seven was their last album. It was a self titled album that was. Uh, a little different. Um, still really good, I think. Um, but uh, we can play a song off of it. I think we should. Yeah, um, it's it's a little different. I I was arguing that I think the singer is it's the singer sounds different. I don't know who's singing, but it sounds like to me they just didn't produce it as well, which is what their big beef was with De Nova. Like I said earlier in the podcast. This album that they released, the Red Wall self-titled. So there's to be clear, their self-titled album is their is third their album. Third album which and is, last which album, is, which is weird. And last album, it's usually your first. Yeah. So their third album, um, they it was recorded on Capitol Record, Capitol Records, right? That's uh, yeah. yeah. It was recorded on Capitol's dime because Capitol picked up their their option before merging with a different label and then cutting them right so um capital records could have like sat on that album and just been complete dicks like but instead they paid for the entire album and then just gave it to the red walls which was actually a pretty cool move on for a record label and um the red walls were complaining about the production value of De Nova. They're like, well, we recorded in segments. We recorded overdubs. We didn't record together as a band. And um, the the Red Walls' last album is one that they were, quote, happy with. And they, right. like, recorded it as a band. And they recorded it together. And it's one that they... Um, they put their stamp of approval on. Yeah. But if I'm being 100% honest, like, I don't think that it is nearly as good as De Nova. I think this is this would be the example of their sophomore slump. Like, we see some bands do their first album where they took, they took all the songs that they've put their heart and soul into writing over their musical career, and they, they record them in this really exciting, beautiful way, and they, they release them. And then... They have there. It's like oh shit! Now there's pressure to come out with a 
next album. And I think that that happened with their third album. Yeah. That that's my that's my impression of it. It's it's still fun rock and roll. It's still really good. It's still but if you're if you're comparing like if I just heard this third album, the Red Wall self-titled on its own, I'd be like, I like this band. This is a fun rock and roll band. They're doing exciting things. But when I hear it compared to what they were doing before, I'm like, huh. It's not it's not as uh enticing for some reason. And I, I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. And we were gonna play a song off it, but I don't I don't really think we need to. I mean if you want to listen to it, you can go ahead and listen to it. It's called The Red Walls. It's self titled. It's like a red and yellow like splotchy uh, album cover. Um I just think it's ridiculous to like look back on like a work you did with a major label and be like, this totally sucks. Like it wasn't anything. I mean, like, I mean, who knows what was going on in their minds. I I look at old recordings we did and I'm like, Oh, I hate it. It's it's maybe just being self conscious. But it's me. Those old recordings are me recording in a bedroom. Like these recordings are with a major label. And like, if you listen to them, like objectively, you can't, you can't even think that they're too bad, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. I, to, In my opinion, it's just objectively looking at at it. It's not a bad album. Like, yeah. there's a lot it's of... Not a, it's not at all a bad album. Yeah. It's a good album. Maybe it's, in the times you were, t- quote, tired of it. Yeah. Because there were so many the bands coming out, like the Strokes, the Red Walls, the, the, stripes, you know, the, the Black vines, Keys. The Hives. Yeah. So yeah. maybe you were oversaturated, right? Yeah. yeah. And, um, but in hindsight, this album, in my opinion, maybe people, listeners are like, this album sucks. But, like, in my opinion, it totally stands the test of time. I would listen to it. Any time of the week, any any time of day, like yeah. I think Day it's Nova a great or album. This new one? No, Day Nova. Day Nova. Day Nova. You're right. Okay, yeah. So I agree. The um, fact that they can get on like these interviews and say that they like totally hated it is just bogus to me that they would say that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Anyway, I think it goes back to them being young at the time. I think if you ask them like today, like would you? recording album with Capitol Records today, they'd be yeah. like, fuck yeah, sign me up, you know? I don't know what they're doing today, yeah. I um, It's another one of those mysteries where they kind of fall off the map uh, at like 2009, which is almost 10 years ago now. Yeah. And so I hope they're, whoever is Logan and Justin are playing music, I it's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. it they're is They're talented. It's like our buddy Matthew. It's like, you should be playing music. I don't know. I think he is. I don't know anything about what Matt is doing. Yeah. Uh, Matt Dungy, or uh, cousin. I don't know if he's playing music. He might be. I was talking about Pollinger. Oh. Yeah. 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 I don't know if Matt Dungy is playing music right now. I think he's always kind of messing around a little bit in his lab, but Matt Pollinger, he's another dude who's fallen off the face of the map. I literally can't even, (laughs) I can't find him. Yeah, Yeah. I can't even find him. And that guy was very talented as well. Yeah. he actually reminds me of the Red Walls because he has a very similar vibe with his. Uh, he's with, he's yeah. a really good songwriter. Yeah, and, really and, good. And songwriter. he has a little bit of a Beatles vibe where yeah. it's like that's you, what I was going. Well, with it. but they're so I don't mean to throw to to throw away a a talent by saying hey they kind of sound like the Beatles. I, I I think it's really elevating them because what the Beatles do. I'm not breaking any ground here. Yeah. But what the Beatles do that's so exciting is they take 
really basic chord structures and they take really simple lyrics ooh i need your love babe or whatever and they uh and they make they i don't know it's exciting they and they find you, a way um it's warm there's a warmness um, to it that you're like well, they, and it might be a little like bit to of slide nostalgia. in a few like variant chords in there that aren't super typical like like a lot of that stuff going on i mean I've gotten in arguments about the Beatles with people about their importance in the early 60s because before the Beatles were around, there were no, like, groups of musicians in four pieces. Like, yeah, there was, like, Glenn Miller writing his, quote, writing his own music, and there was, you know, some big band stuff going on. There were some Frank Sinatra type singers, crooners, but there wasn't really that band of four people playing that were playing instruments and singing yeah. and writing their own music and yeah. the Beatles paved the way for that and if people don't understand the importance of that like you you just gotta shrug your shoulders and be like I, I don't know what to tell you then well it's it, like if honestly though like if if uh, if any <laughs> musicians have sold their soul to the devil it's them because like they just come up with so much good stuff it's like yeah. it's almost like yeah, it's it's insane how much that and people will be how like, good they are. Like, look at it. So there are tons of songwriters out there before the Beatles. There totally are. I mean, right. like, look at like blues artists, for example. Like, you look at blues artists. You look at some well, jazz artists, for, like for any Miles Davis. Yeah, there, people it's are like writing music chorus, and playing instruments. A, yeah, there's not nothing groundbreaking about playing and writing. Right. But what's groundbreaking is being in a pop a pop arena where right. you are a pop group. Like people don't like to look at the Beatles as a pop group now. They're absolutely But they were yeah. a pop group when they well, were Well, pop used to be used to mean the Beatles. It didn't used to mean Britney yeah. Spears. But it's it been manipulated over time. It's been manipulated. It's like the Dem- Democratic meant, Party used to be like, you th- know. Doesn't it just stand for popular? Yeah. Am I, am I, I insane uh, right now? I, you might not be insane. <laughs> but because, okay, so my favorite movie of all time, my my number one is High Fidelity, based on the book uh, with John Cusack. So that's my, my favorite movie Oh, it's a time. great movie. It's a great movie. And he talks about pop music all the time, and he's constantly referencing pop music. And he's talking about, like, like basically what I would think of as rock or or that kind of stuff, but he's saying pop. And it's, it's, um, it's, I think it just used to stand for popular music. I think so, too. And then the 90s came along, so and too. it was like, oh, now we have boy bands. And this, bubble this gum. Is pop. Like, this is pop. But well, our dad always says different. bubble that's, gum pop. That's, well, that's kind of like, yeah. Like bubble gum pop, I feel like is... Um, oh, sorry. Real your quick. Your boyfriend's back in this. Gonna be a da, da. My boyfriend's back. My boyfriend's yeah. back. That's a creepy Not song. Your if, boyfriend. You really, if you really listen to it. My boyfriend's back. It's like this dude's there. I don't know. Anyway, but there's a quote. Because she is being super creeped on by a dude. And he, and she's saying, my boyfriend's back. And, and you're he's going to be gonna beat trouble. your ass. Hey yeah. now, hey now. But so in, uh, in uh, High Fidelity, he says... I think it's in the book too. Nick Hornby writes the book. But anyway, he says, was I miserable because I listened to pop music or was I listening to pop music because I was miserable? He talks about that. And and he's talking about like listening to like Iggy Pop 
like that kind of shit. Like not, yeah, not he. But they use the word pop. They they use the word pop so frequently, and when we when us '90s kids think of pop, we're like, oh, it's in uh, sync. Yeah, but it's not. It's like when they used to refer to pop, it was actual bands, and then and then we got into a computer era where bands morphed into boy bands that were I don't know. Anyway, no, I totally get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the Beatles obviously were. I mean, we're not. Sitting we're not here. breaking any. Yeah, we're not here. like we're as I like Beatles. to say, we're not breaking any news here. How can here. you talk about music without talking about the Beatles? Yeah, the Beatles, know. especially this band, the Red Wolves. Sorry, Walls. this band specifically. Yeah, especially like, this band. You, yeah, they, yeah, they did quite a bit. Yeah. And, and like I said, I've played this in the car or how wherever. People are like, is this an old Beatles song? And like some of their more obscure tracks, like really, he sounds just like John Lennon, and I'm sure he would hate to hear that because. Oh, because they we've read interviews where they hate where to they're hear just it. like, hey, <laughs> yeah, we're doing like, our own thing, and it's like, yeah, you are, but, but you're not. I'm sorry, like, yeah, you, if somebody were constantly telling me like, hey, you sound like a singer that I admired, whether it be like Amy Winehouse or Janis Joplin, like people dropped a few names for me and yeah. said, you sound like this. I'm never like, no, I'm my own voice. Imagine, <laughs> Emily, imagine like, some, some people come up to me and they're like, you know, you sound just like Jimi Hendrix when you play the guitar. And I'm like, you know what? You know what? I'm, I'm my I- own guy. <laughs> I don't sound like Jimi Hendrix. How dare you? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking it's about? It's so ridiculous to it's me. It's so I'm just, ridiculous. I just think it's, yeah, I, if some, yeah, if somebody ever tells me, and I have people come up to me after our shows and say, hey, you sound like, and they'll drop a name and I'm just like, Thank you. I just assume it's good. I'm just like, thank you. Any name that you're saying is you, you're excited about it. Yeah. You like this artist. Um, maybe she's underground and I sound like her. Cool. Like, that's great. I'm, I'm never like, no, I'm my own voice. <laughs> no, I'm my own person. They're I, like, well, I'm never watching your band again. <laughs> you know what? You. you know what human interaction is about? It's about making connections. Yeah. It's not about like trying it's to make about, someone feel inferior. No. Well, it's about, it's about finding common ground. Like, I mean, I waitress forever. I still work in customer service, kind of. And, like, when you meet people and you talk to them, you find common ground. That's human instinct. It's like, let's find common ground and talk about, like, something we get. So, like, if I play on stage and then I get off stage and someone says to me, hey, you sound like this singer or band that I love, and they're trying to find common ground with me, I'm... I'm elated. It. I'm all about yeah. it. I'm like, yes, absolutely. First of all, you're listening. That's all I can ask for. That's great. You know, like some, you know, you weren't just chilling at the bar drinking. You're listening. That's that's huge. That's huge that yeah. you listen to our songs. Yeah. And then also yeah. you made a connection with something that you, that's close to you. Like, that's wonderful. I love that. And who are you to be like, bitch? I don't sound like that. I don't. <laughs> I sound like myself. No, we all sound like a... I, I think of myself as like a Frankenstein version of all the music I love. Yeah. That's, that's what that's any That's a great way to put it. That's a great it's way a, to put it. I, I use the I've never term, thought about that before. I use the term Frankenstein a lot. I've never... But th- it's... <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> it is. That's any artist. It's like I, I sound like all the music I grew up with, which is everything from like Glenn Miller to the Beatles. I found Billie Holiday There's been a lot of Glenn Miller shout outs in this podcast. I, I, you know... The Glenn Miller band, uh, our grandma used to play them all the time. And yeah, she did. We danced to them in the living room. So I, I love yeah. the Glenn Miller band. No, I, I mean, if. But yeah, I, I, there's a whole spectrum to. of inspiration that you can pull from. So when you listen to your own music, it's, yeah, it's a Frankenstein version of 
everything you've heard. Yeah. My voice itself, my singing voice itself is kind of like a little Frankenstein version of it's a little the Billy singing. Holiday. It's a little yeah. bit Billy Holiday. It's a little bit other singers that I really love. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, of, yeah. I 100% agree. It's a little bit of just being in choir and just singing alto parts, yeah. which are always off the melody. So you sing the melody and then you sing the yeah. harmony and yeah, so. Yeah, sopranos get all the glory. They really do. Like yeah. it's fun though cuz we would sing like, you know, in choir we'd sing like a Christmas song or we'd sing um Baby, it's cold outside, and they'd be doing. Baby, it's cold outside, and the altos are like, "Baby, it's, it's like some weird shit." You know, it's like so different. It's like, dude, you can't sing that cold. song anymore, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know what time it is? It's two thousand. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. Oh, it's a, it's sing a that creepy song, anymore? song. It's such no. a creepy song. That was why was that the first song I came up with like, for Christmas? But this is my. This <laughs> one makes me feel at home. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do remember singing in choir. Um, but yeah, what a weird song. But anyway, so so we're always singing the uh, the harmony. So yeah. it's a weird version. Well, it's I like was a, a I was the weird one because I was a baritone in choir growing so up. So you're singing harmony all the time. So I wasn't the tenor and I wasn't the bass. Right. I, I mean, I would sing bass probably more than tenor, which I mean, I sing pretty high now. I I don't understand oh. why. Yeah, sure, we talked about this. I used to sing lower than I do now. Yeah. I always try to get you to sing higher. I'm like, you, you can do it. You can, can do it. I can sing higher. Yeah. And then there's some there's some harmonies where it's like I'm I'm full falsetto and then I get all I like that though. I you know. hate it. You hate it. Falsetto's like, it's fun, yeah. but for a whole song I don't like to sing all in falsetto. Girls though. call it head voice, apparently. And guys no, call, it don't call it falsetto. Everyone calls it head voice. That's 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 head voice. I've heard chest. I've heard falsetto with guys and head voice with girls like i'll tell a girl it's like in a falsetto and they'll be like now it's your head voice you talk like that yeah yeah all the girls i know talk like that <laughs> it's so weird i think um i don't know you gotta get comfortable in your falsetto i think it's falsetto yeah yeah so um back to us <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about oh, us for the last. News. Yeah, we have exciting play, news. I want to play a Red Bull song at the end, and I want to. Oh, talk we're definitely going to do but that. Yeah. Before that, um, we have exciting news. Um, my. We're moving in together. We're moving. No. In. Yeah, we're, we're literally moving uh, in together. Moving uh, on up, our band on up has a lockout studio now, so we have yes. a twenty-four-seven studio. Um, God damn it. What's the name of the studio in Concord? Uh, Basically, we are moving in together as a band. It's like moving in with your boyfriend or girlfriend, but it's moving in as a band. So we made that decision maybe like five days ago, and uh, we're going to pay a little monthly rent on it. And the four of us are going to basically own this little room in this studio area. God damn it. What's the name of the studio? In Concord. Tom will know, but he's so far away upstairs. Um, so anyway, we're gonna own this little room. It's like a ten by twelve room. It's just like a little, like a little thing. Is it? It's not dynamite rehearsal, but that's what it used to be, right? Is it dynamite? Hold up, it might be. But um, no, it's like something different. Damn but anyway, it. we so we're we're gonna. I want to do a shout out. So we're bad. taking we're taking the. Uh, we're like taking the next step as a band yeah. where we're moving in together. Basically we're making this kind of bigger commitment and Stuart's moving back from Santa Barbara. So that's huge. 
That's big news. Yeah, I think we news. talked about it in the last. We we did, one. but we yeah. hadn't we hadn't yet gotten our studio. So, me, Tom, Stu, and Alante are uh, quote unquote moving in together. We're moving. I already got a nice bottle of shout out Frank family no. champagne. No, no, you didn't. Yes. Well, it was free. But <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, it was. No, we uh, Tom's friends with those guys so they nice. gave us a bottle of sparkling sorry it's not champagne I have a lot France, of wall art we can hang in right. there right and I'm getting a yeah. rug anyway so we're all very excited we're moving in this little room and well, we, we're, to... we were doing a practice a week and maybe every 10 days really on average mm-hmm. and now we're going to try to up it to two times a week or one time a week and um, an extra one every other week or right. something like that and really try to like um, just take it to the next level because we're trying to, with Radio Keys, what we're trying to do right now is obviously just be the best band that we, that we can be at the time. Um, and the only way that you can really do it is by putting your heart and soul and focus into it and putting yeah. your, and putting time together into it. Because like you can sit there behind your laptop and like learn cover tunes and like write songs as much yeah. as you want. But unless you're playing with your group and like, really breaking down the different uh, intricacies of each song right. you're not gonna you're not gonna improve because you have to live and breathe those songs you can't just be sitting there on stage being like how do you all right it's going to the bridge it's going to the chorus um, how do I do this again like you have to live and breathe the song so fluidly that that it's you on stage. It's yeah. not you remembering shit on stage. It's you on stage. And then you can improvise a little bit yeah. and bring it out. And you're so comfortable with it that you can, you can dance with it or you can move around with it. And um, that's where playing it together often really comes, comes yeah. into key. And that's where we're trying to get with it. We're trying to get those reps basically it's just like anything it's like a sport it's like you practice together you you have reps together you're going to be a better football team you're going to be a better basketball team yeah Yeah. if you practice a lot more together you're going to be a better band so that's what we're trying to do yeah especially when you're when you're doing a group effort like sports or like being in a band because it's like you can practice on your own and work on something on your own and get good at something on your own but when when it comes to uh like a band where it's like four of you are getting on stage and playing music together and creating one sound yeah you the more you do that together in a room the, the better it's gonna sound oh 100 because you're yeah. feeling off each other like that's how totally that's a, i'm not breaking any ground here again no. that's how a band works it's like yeah. i'm listening to tom and i'm listening to Alante and i'm listening to you yeah. and, and you're playing a lot more guitar which is awesome yeah it's awesome and i'm trying scary. to break your boundaries a little bit i'm like hey you're gonna play this part now which is a little different yeah yeah, I like, like it. I I I was today. Uh, so you sounded good in that that lead part. Thanks. I was up in Alta these last two days with Tom's dad, and uh, I had a little downtime while they they were doing their their thing up in, the, up in the up in the they're playing yeah. disc golf. <laughs> I had a little downtime, and I was uh, I was practicing that lead part. Um, yeah. Up up on the high part of the neck, which is yeah. a territory that I don't. Well, you got to get to electric guitar, and then you'll get super familiar yeah. with that shit. Yeah, and I I, li- I like it, so I was practicing it, and uh, and yeah, it's it's fun to be challenged, and and I f- I feel like I play more guitar when I have something challenging to play because I got to a point in guitar where I was like, all right, I know these chords, I write songs on these chords, and it's easy, and like this is what I do, and then you came along and we're like, hey, you're gonna actually play this these crazy chords that you don't even know exist. Uh, in this song, uh, and we're gonna do it on stage. And then I 
I play way more guitar. Yeah, you got to be uncomfortable. Yeah, you when have to you be uncomfortable. Because like... I'm like, oh shit, I'm not comfortable with playing a B sharp fucking minor or whatever on yeah. stage and hitting that. Well, it's like that with anything. <clears throat> like I used to, I like I I still talk about it a lot, but I I was like pretty like neck deep in ultimate frisbee and like when you just get fucking wrecked by somebody on the yeah. field and you're like I need more cardio or yeah. I need to be faster or yeah. I need to you know, you do this bit. or that. Yeah. You're like, okay. And then next thing you know, you're spending more time in the gym or you're, you know, running stadiums at fucking seven o'clock in the morning. And it's like the same thing when you have a part, like a <laughs> guitar part that you need to play and you don't, <laughs> and you don't have any comfort level in it at all. Yeah. You better believe you're going to sit there at home and, and practice that well, guitar. I get, play. I get really anxious. Um, yeah, I get really anxious about it. I'm like, shit, I have to play. Because like, I'm very comfortable singing on stage. I've been doing it for almost 10 yeah. years. <laughs> but... And this is, that's why <coughs> I was so hesitant about having you play guitar on stage. Because I'm like, you're such a fluid, uh, natural personality without a guitar on stage. Which oh. is a talent in and of itself that I, I really want you to play um, just your voice rather than, you know, a guitar. Yeah. Is is what I my state of mind was, <coughs> but then we got more songs where I was singing and you were like playing tambourine and singing back vocals. I'm like, there's no reason Emily can't play guitar. I can here. play guitar on these songs. Yeah. yeah, and and it's and it's uh, it's fun for me to be challenged like that too. So I like it. <coughs> Dude, we're a bunch of, we're a bunch of coffers. Over no, here. it's yeah. it's uh, so it's the smoke. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, we didn't even talk about that. We I don't even want to get into yeah. it because it's so depressing. But yeah, yeah basically, like, California's on fire again. It, so. it was like I was driving into fucking Mordor, coming down to Saint Helena today. It was so gnarly. Um, it's bad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was in Santa Barbara during the <laughs> the largest uh, wildfire in California history uh, last. This time Shit. last year, it was yeah. the same same time around Christmas time, uh, although we're in early November. But it was the same same time. Yeah, and, uh, and we had our Napa fire. Yeah, and Emily year. had the Napa fire. Yeah, so yeah. we've been struggling with this. Uh, we've had so some family, yeah, yeah, who's suffered some personal tragedy from this, and yeah, it's, and it's, it's just not good. It's not good. But imagine. yeah, we're all coughing in here. Um, but we're going to do probably one last uh, Redwall song before we cut off here. So which one did you want to play? I actually wanted to play. So we've been playing. So the Redwalls are clearly like rock and roll. That's what they do. Um, I kind of wanted to yeah. play a song that was a little different for them. Um, but they caught a lot of flack for it <coughs> because it, it sounds so similar to the Beatles song. And I'll which say, Beatles song? The uh... so it is our brother's favorite Beatles song. Oh, he told me once it's um. I read news today, today oh boy. boy. Yeah. About a lucky man who yeah. made the grade, and they say that that song is about. <laughs> okay, sorry, we'll go full weirdo mode, but the, people say that that's about like Paul dying, and then there's like the fake Paul. Dude. I don't. I don't believe it. I'm sorry. Dude. I don't. I don't believe in fall. You I don't, don't believe. believe in fall? No, I don't. Oh I think it's silly. God. But um, what is that song called? It's uh, it's called A Day in the Life. A Day in the Life is our brother Alex's favorite Beatles song, and I and I remember that. But um, this this Redwall song caught a lot of flack because it's very similar. 
This is the Red Walls doing front page. All right. Thank you, everyone. Uh, we're Radio Keys and we're out. Talk about